Here's Dan Schulman, President and Chief Executive Officer at PayPal, on the discussion Prioritizing Small Business in Economic Recovery, sponsored by PayPal. This idea of how can we help our small business customers really rethink their entire strategy for how do they continue going forward when the world has shifted more and more towards digital is something that we're, I think, uniquely able to go and do. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search PayPal. Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. We have a lot to do to restore the fundamental American promise of opportunity and economic mobility. The time has come to make progress. This is something that they're going to need every Democrat to pass, because there's not a single Republican in the House or in the Senate who's going to support this level of taxing and spending. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer teeing up a key procedural vote on the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package. And Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso making it clear that GOP lawmakers have no interest in supporting a second, even larger human infrastructure measure. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and the next few days will provide a key test for Democrats' two-track plan to get these massive spending packages moving forward. Schumer has set a procedural vote on the bipartisan package for Wednesday, and Democrats will need at least 10 Republican votes to move the debate forward. Some GOP lawmakers are upset with Schumer's push for the vote to be taken, even as staffers are trying to write the legislation. I asked Virginia Democratic Senator Mark Warner, who's been in the middle of the talks on the bipartisan measure, if he's worried about losing needed Republican support. I actually think we're going to have many more than 10 or 11 Republicans um, supporting the bipartisan legislation. Again, if you can claim you're making a historic investment in infrastructure and not having to raise taxes for it, what's not to be in favor of? And quite honestly, every one of our Republican colleagues know that we were going to go back and do this so-called reconciliation plan. If uh, some of them bail as this goes forward, at the end of the day, that's not because they didn't know this was coming. And uh, I'm counting on the same kind of good faith that got us through the November, December time frame on the last COVID package to work out here. I've been around the track now a few times, Mitchell, and these deals have a tendency to wax and wane or up and down, whatever terminology you want to use. And um, we'll have a f- couple of tough times over the next couple of days, but I s- really expect and hope that we will um, at least start on this legislation. I think it's an important signal, not only in terms of the record amount of investment, But one of the things we're hearing back from, I'm hearing from folks in the intel community, I'm hearing from folks who are in the administration in the State Department realm. One of the questions people are asking around the world is, can American democracy still work? I think beyond the record investment in infrastructure, showing that we can still put together a broad bipartisan plan on this subject is important when we see questions about our democracy and when we see efforts in some of our states frankly, to restrict voting rights. On the issue of voting rights, state lawmakers from Texas are in Washington, having left the Lone Star State to deny Republicans a quorum for a vote on new voting reforms. They're pressing members of Congress here in Washington to do more at the federal level to protect voting rights. Texas state lawmaker Rafael Anchia. We are not going to buckle to the big lie in the state of Texas, the big lie that has resulted that has resulted in anti-democratic legislation 
throughout the United States. We said no. But Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has pushed back hard on criticism from Democrats and President Biden, who say GOP-approved voting changes at the state level are a threat to democracy. State legislators from Texas decided to grab some beer, hop on a private plane, and flee the state in what they are pretending is some great moral crusade. The President of the United States delivered a speech that was set in an alternate universe. He called these mainstream state laws, these modest integrity measures that are wildly popular with Americans, quote, now listen to this, the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War? Really? What utter nonsense. The debate over voting rights will remain a debate, but for now won't go beyond that, since Senate Democrats don't have the votes to overcome a Republican filibuster to move ahead on their For the People Act. As the Senate prepares to take up the bipartisan infrastructure package, lawmakers remain divided over funding for Capitol Police and the National Guard and security costs related to the January 6th insurrection. These police officers stood with us on that horrible day. Shouldn't we stand with them now? Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy has been pressing lawmakers to provide money so Capitol Police can upgrade protective equipment. And the National Guard warns that training may need to be canceled if it doesn't receive additional money soon. But Republicans say Leahy's nearly $4 billion supplemental measure includes too many items that are unrelated. And they're supporting a much smaller proposal that would target money directly to the Capitol Police and the Guard. Guilty pleas related to the attack on the Capitol, meanwhile, are continuing. One of the latest was from the man seen in pictures swinging from the Senate chamber balcony before he dropped to the floor, where lawmakers had been trying to affirm the results of the presidential election only moments before. Josiah Colt of Idaho pleaded guilty to a felony count of obstruction. Two others who traveled to D.C. with him have pleaded not guilty. According to prosecutors, Colt and the others drove from Tennessee to Washington and brought with them various weapons, including a Glock pistol, ammunition, a taser stun gun, knives, a gas mask, body armor, and bear mace. Colt says he brought a gun to a rally on January 5th, but not the day people stormed the Capitol. After the rioting on January 6th, he posted a video online and said he had sat in the chair of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who he called a traitor. He was actually in the Senate chamber where former Vice President Mike Pence had been sitting. He faces four to five years in prison. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.